listening to the coffee hour i'm Andy bates i'm sarah golseth thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon joining us today paul federwitz he's chief information officer and assistant director for program ministries with lutheran bible translators serving in ghana paul thanks so much for being our guest today on the coffee hour hey you're welcome thanks for having me so, Paul, I, I know that many of our listeners probably have heard your story before. The, we've had you on numerous times to share your perspective as a missionary and your work in information technology and uh, your expertise with that. Uh, so if, if they've been listening for a while, they're probably familiar with your background as a second career missionary. Um, and, and so give us just a little bit of background on your life as a missionary um, from childhood to where you're serving now. The, I don't know, the Paul Federowitz uh, 30-second recap of life as a missionary <laughs> okay um yeah i was i was born and raised in liberia uh grew up in a small town uh, a village that uh early years didn't even have a road to the village so we had a a small plane that we'd go in and out from um lived in liberia for quite a number of years and then there was a civil war in liberia that lasted about 14 years um so for for that and for some other reasons, I uh, was in the U.S. for a while for some high school years and then, of course, college at Concordia, Chicago. And now back in Ghana, uh, been in Ghana for about 13 years, uh, working in IT uh, with Lutheran Bible Translators. So uh, West Africa, very much uh, home to me um, and uh, had a number of different experiences here. So as some say the U.S. is the land of your passport. <laughs> yes, I have heard that many a time. <laughs> So as a second generation missionary, um, have you had experience with a, a, an epidemic before? Well, as I just mentioned a minute ago, um, just the, the, the civil war in Liberia that lasted about 14 years. So it's not really an epidemic per se uh, from mm -hmm. a medical perspective, uh, but it definitely has an effect on daily life uh, on, on many levels. Um, and then I think something that a lot of people that are listening to this would remember is just a few years ago, uh, the Ebola outbreak that affected Liberia and Sierra Leone and Guinea um, definitely had an effect in West Africa, especially as other countries started to to react to that as well. So um, those two major ones, and then of course, probably a, a, a number of more minor ones. How has some of this past experience uh, with these these larger situations, how have they prepared uh, you and LBT and the people of Ghana uh, for dealing with, with the situation that's happening now? Yeah, I think that sometimes it, it helps you to take a little bit longer perspective. Uh, we realize that there is definitely a hiccup in the road right now. Uh, I'm sure that feels like more than a hiccup to many people that are working from home at the moment. But you realize that um, there is a, a larger uh, story going on. Um, it affects a lot too on how people react to it. Um, even in Liberia with the Ebola experience, already back in February, um, there was already changes that were being made so that when you enter the country, even if you got, when you got off the plane, you know, there's like a hand washing station and a place there for somebody to take your temperature um, and to uh, fill out information about kind of any health issues that you have and where you've been recently. 
Um, and then even things like you go to devotions uh, with the rest of the, you know, the, the our partner organization, and people are kind of already be maintaining social distance and kind of doing the elbow bumps for greetings. And so there's a little bit of that idea that, you know, this was normal a few years ago with Ebola. And so you kind of just jump back into that um, right away. So there's, there, there's that idea. Um, there's other things that happen with it. You know, a lot of stores in West Africa already have hand washing stations outside. In fact, uh, plumbing stores right now, it's really difficult to get a spigot because uh, <laughs> a faucet to be able to, you know, because a lot of people have already made buckets of cleaning solution and they're outside um, stores for people to use that. So there's there's kind of this idea that, okay, we've done this before and this is what we do and, and you kind of continue on that way. So it sounds like there's a very proactive mentality and that this is part of the new normal lifestyle for uh, for many people in or for many uh, people groups in West Africa. There, there, there is some of that. I mean, there's some changes. Um, on Monday, Ghana went into lockdown for the largest cities, so Accra and Kumasi um, and then the port city of Tema. Um, and so there are some additional things that have gone into place that weren't necessarily there in the past. Uh, but people are kind of reacting to that as, as they go along. So what is, what would you say is the, the, the atmosphere or the general outlook in your community? I know here in the States, um, many people probably are, you know, the way that they're connecting is through social media and there are so many things to weigh out when you're connecting with one another through social media, um, reading a, a variety of things and not really sure who to trust when they're, they're connecting via social media. What's the, the, and so there's, I think, uh, you know, a lot of anxiety surrounding um, the, the whole circumstance with the outbreak of COVID-19 and making its way to the United States. What's the, the, the outlook like in, um, in your part of Africa? Yeah, I th I think that you know you kind of you kind of go day by day. There is there is some changes that 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 come along the way. Um, as I mentioned, you know, with people with the Ebola experience in the back in the past, they're kind of used to that a little bit. But now we have that that updated thing where there's a lockdown um, in the capital city, and so people get used to that. Um, you know, there was kind of a quick rush on picking up a lot of goods uh, before that lockdown started. Um, and and that's going to create a little bit of panic. There's going to be prices that go up. Um, but my wife had a very interesting experience uh, the other day. She went out to buy eggs and she went to the place that she normally buys eggs and they did not have any. Um, and they said, well, come back at one o'clock. We're supposed to be getting some more, a, a delivery then. So she came back at two o'clock, kind of allowing for some African time. And she came back at two o'clock and there was no eggs. And she said, well, oh, did the eggs not get delivered yet? And they said, no, they're actually already finished. And she kind of panicked for a moment. They said, oh, but here's yours. Uh, she had always been buying from them. And so they kept hers out uh, because of that relationship. Now, not everybody is having that, uh, having that effect. Uh, but we were grateful for that relationship that allowed that little bit of a of of a high point uh, for for Ali that day. Um, but you know, social media is definitely a thing here as well. Uh, maybe a little bit less Facebook and a lot more in WhatsApp. Um, so like church groups uh, have a WhatsApp group, and so there is some information that's going around that's not necessarily true. But there's a lot of people that are also trying to make sure that uh, correct information gets out. Um, there's text messages that we receive from the phone company and from the government with some with some information. And so there is also a, a, a desire to get that um, correct information out as well. 
those relationships are so great when when you when you're able to yeah. connect more uh, with the with the community and, and maybe even a deeper level than you were able to before all because of this this pandemic uh, you know forcing us to to do things in slightly different ways or to expand our boundaries and what we're kind of what is quote unquote normal for for daily yeah. living uh, we still how, we 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 still need relationship we just have to mm -hmm. look at it a little bit different right now when we need social distancing Absolutely. How has the the pandemic affected the the work of LBT Lutheran Bible translators uh, and and the missionaries and partners around the world? Um, so we've had a number of discussions with our missionaries and our partners um, about what this looks like, and and it's a changing situation. And and honestly, every country is different. Um, so Ghana right now. Um, we have 152 cases. Sierra Leone has zero cases uh, at this moment. And so every country, uh, things look a little bit different. And so one of the things that we did right off the bat was work with our missionaries and figure out um, who was in a situation where because of medical reasons or, or other needs, um, it wasn't wise for them to stay in that location. And so we did have a few missionaries that did need to return to the US. Um, but a, no a number of other missionaries um, like my family and I, um, have continued on where we are, uh, where we are residing. This is our home. It's where we've lived for a number of years, and this just happens to be the best place for us um, right now. And, you know, we continue to engage with our partners and just trying to figure out, okay, how do we continue working in this situation? Um, you know, this idea of work from home isn't really new to us. Um, I'm actually, I've been doing a fair amount of traveling uh, in the last few months. And so um, I'm actually glad to be back at my desk at my home office. <laughs> um, you know, we have a lot, a lot of things going with even our translation software that allows people to connect in from even anywhere in the world and be able to work together on that. Um, and as I mentioned with Sierra Leone, we have no cases there. And so there's still some opportunities to work in person, but of course, keeping that social distancing. So I feel like every one of our situations, that answer is a little bit different. Uh, but it's one of those things that we continue in that discussion with our partners and our missionaries to figure out what is the right answer in that location. Sure. Here in the States, I've seen just a, a huge increase in the number of congregations that have quickly jumped to live streaming their services for Sunday mm -hmm. morning since they can't meet in person. And so that's certainly creating an opportunity for the, the gospel to be shared on social media and other streaming platforms. How have you seen the opportunities? Have you seen opportunities for the gospel to be proclaimed in spite of this pandemic or maybe new opportunities that that weren't um, brought to light until the pandemic? It's really encouraging to see what the church and and even other mission organizations do in a situation like that, where what you've been used to going to church on a Sunday morning and, and gathering in, in person, you know, that's not possible. So what do we do uh, in the meantime? And so um, I talked about like a WhatsApp group for our congregation um, and the, the, the Lutheran Church here in Ghana has really kind of stepped up and said, okay, how are we still going to minister to uh, two people? And so there's um, pastors sharing messages on WhatsApp, and they'll do, a, they'll do a video recording that they might put on YouTube. But for people that may not have as good of internet or um, that's a little bit more of an issue, uh, the, the message itself might be put into a WhatsApp message. Um, for people that may not be familiar with WhatsApp, it's kind of like Facebook Messenger. Um, so they'll they'll... They'll do things like that. Um, the form of Bible agencies in Ghana uh, is working on some stuff for, for Facebook and for YouTube on being able to put scripture engagement materials out um, in the local languages. And so um, just kind of seeing how they're taking uh, a look at people doing things differently 
and seeing how they can address that as well. But one of the things that was really exciting uh, that I saw or I heard about a few weeks ago from my brother, he was back up in the Comba area. This was before uh, things kind of got a little bit more strict in Ghana. And what he saw there was amazing. He saw Comba Bibles that, um, you know, we just did the Bible that New Testament dedication uh, back in 2014, uh, Comba Bibles that were well-worn. And Hmm. it's a beautiful sight to see a well-worn Bible. Um, And it just got me thinking even for the U.S. right now. It's like a lot of families, social calendar is full, Um, you know, kids going every which way. You've got music practice and, and, and sports and all that kind of stuff. Um, and now everybody's at home together. Um, and I just think that's an opportunity to pull out that family Bible and spend some time around uh, scripture study. Um, because you can do that in person with those that are around you. And you can do that um, on WhatsApp. You can do that via Zoom or any type of other social media um, and do that together with other people. And there's time for that now uh, where there might not have been a week or two ago. We're all learning uh, a, a new way to uh, to approach time and what we do with that gift of time. Paul Fetter with Chief Information Officer and Assistant Director for Program Ministries, Lutheran Bible Translators. Paul, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today and sharing your perspective. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.